Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. My favorite thing about Armoire is all the different style and occasion options from casual to athleisure to night out, work formal, work casual, a total of eight different occasions, three weather options, and 11 categories including accessories, outerwear, and blazers, just to name a few. With Armoire, you can always have something new to wear without the hassle and closet clutter. You know the feeling. You open your closet, it's full, but you have quite literally nothing to wear. You're bored with everything in there. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothes for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off the first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash parenting. That's armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Today, we have an amazing guest, Carol Kramer, RN, author of the award-winning book, Newborn 101, and founder of Boston Baby Nurse and Nanny, a leading agency of overnight and daytime newborn caregivers and pre- and postpartum support services, is here to talk to us about vetting and managing caregiver relationships. This is such an important topic. That is so helpful for so many families. Carol Kramer, I am so excited to have you on today because I remember when my kids were little, there were two, three, four, even early elementary, and one of the most anxiety-provoking experiences was trying to find the right caregiver for our family, finding someone who I could trust with to take care of my children Yes, I agree. Yeah, I I can relate to that. I'm a mom of three myself, and I think it's probably the most important decision as a parent, one of the most important decisions that we make. 
Yeah, so I would love to get into this topic with you today so we can help uh, some of the parents out there to um, be really prepared when they go to interview and hire someone to come in and help their family in whatever capacity that is with the kids or around the house and, you know, in whatever different, um, you know, arrangements that parents need help with their kids around um, with family. So the first question I have is, what is the first step in finding a quality caregiver that you recommend? One of the things that we are finding at Boston Baby Nurse um, over the last couple of years is that the childcare landscape has changed dramatically um, with the coronavirus outbreak. You know, the pandemic has just changed the way that um, parents um, navigate this. This this it's a huge challenge, and it was difficult before. And with COVID, it's even more difficult. And we're finding parents just very um, confused not certain um, between working at home and the children going to school, but the school closures, um, there's a lot of uncertainty and parents have experienced professional challenges while trying to balance family, childcare. It's been tough. Um, so that being said, all of a sudden we're finding that there is a demand for childcare workers. There's just not enough. Whereas, you know, five years ago, or even three years ago, there were plenty of nannies and parents had, you know, almost the, the edge. Now it has changed. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic, but I don't know if you want to go into that at all. Talk to us about the different dynamic about hiring now, because that is our reality now, is parents are working at home. Parents need someone to maybe come and go. There might be some flexibility. They might be, you know, kids might be schooling from home. So maybe they're looking for someone to help get their kid through the school day. Because I know my kids have been in and out of school, in and out of school. So they're schooling from home. They're at school. They're schooling from home. They're at school. Now they're at home and I'm trying to get kids through school day. And I'm also trying to do my job. So I can see how that things have really changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a completely different landscape right now. And it will become a new normal. And I think things will all fall into place. So I think it's really important. What I, I always say to parents is let, let, let's not create a, an environment of fear. I mean, there's enough chaos going around and let's just, you know, this is, yeah, a situation, it's a challenge, but we're going to create a new normal. Things are changing and that's okay. Change can be a little scary, um, but it's not necessarily, you know, a bad thing and embracing the change and not fearing it, you know, is, is going to benefit and just help in the process. And, you know, choosing a childcare provider is one of the most important decisions as a parent. It's huge, you know, but like we love our children more than anything. And, um, you know, how, how do we navigate that? And it, and it is difficult. Um, there are lots of different ways to go about that. Um, you know, anywhere from, um, you know, you could parents sign on with agencies and parents can go online to online platforms. Um, so I can touch base about a few of those um, options. Um, I love and I recommend for anyone who's looking for a nanny, ask your friends, ask your relatives, ask you know, people that you know, your acquaintances, because it's really um, knowing the background, knowing her history is huge. So I think that would be a great way to start before you sign on with an agency, before, you know, going on the internet, ask, ask your network. Um, and chances are, you know, someone might say, oh, I know this person, but it's, you, know, you ask this person, another name will come up. And so that is a good way to start the process. Okay, great. Um, so what, can you give us some idea about um, some interview questions that you would recommend to kind of vet out like some red flags or some great go signs for a caregiver? 
Absolutely. I love this question. I love it, love it, love it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why. Um, I listen to, I talk to parents often, hundreds of parents, you know, during the course of, um, of the month. And um, it's always interesting how sometimes the first thing out of a mom's mouth or like a dad when they're looking for someone is, uh, does she speak three languages? Um, is she, uh, you know, does she have a, a, a background in early childhood development? So I, I just, I'm starting off that way because yes, those are all important things, but more important is, is this person going to love my child? Is this person going to take care of my child? That is, that trumps everything. Yes, it's great if they have uh, degrees and they are bilingual, but honestly, like, we want our child to be protected. So there are some great questions that I would recommend. Um, and starting out to try to find out what is her motivation. And I say her because we, most of our nannies are women. They are providers, but of course, I, you know, it could be a manny, yeah. either one. <laughs> um, but, um, but like finding out what's the motivation behind this job? That is like an important question that I typically um, will we'll present a caregiver. Um, and the reason for that is I'm looking for a caregiver who's going to stick around for, you know, a period of time, whether it's a year or six months or two years, I, I want a commitment. There are many, many caregivers who are looking for quick, I need to make some money, I'm going to be a nanny, and then I'm flying to California to marry my boyfriend. But of course, they're not going to tell you that. Right. So our job is to say, geez, so, you know, where do you see yourself in a few years? And with the understanding is that your goal is to figure out why do they want to work for your, why do they want to work with your family? Are they trying to make money to, you know, head out to California? Are, right. So we want to find out what's the motivation and you want people who, who want their career nannies. They're like someone who wants to be with your child. She's not, you know, her goal when, when you ask her, what do you see yourself in five years or two years or next year here with your family? Right, like you, you, you want to really try to understand the motivation behind the job. Um, also, find out what who who did you work with, and why did you leave. Really important. How long did you stay? Key, key, key factors. Um, you know, you you want to make sure that the person has some is able to sustain a job, and that she's able to, you know, stay at a job, and that people have hired her. Right. <laughs> that she hasn't gotten fired. Um, and experience more than just, I have five children, I, I can nanny. There's another element to taking care of other people's children. So, you know, making sure that person has experience, that they've worked out of the home as well as, you know, maybe taking care of their own children. Um, but those are important um, screening questions. Um, and, and again, about the uh, background check, those types of questions, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. So the most important number one, 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 one is check the references, make sure, take notes and make sure that everything jives and that it's consistent. So as a um, working, you know, as a, owning a nanny agency, that is what we do. And so we interview nannies, we take notes and then we call the references and we ask, and if we something doesn't match, even if it's off by a month, or if something's just not right, it's a red flag. And so sometimes it's innocent, and it's just it's not a big deal. But other times, 
it gives us reason to pause and, and look a little deeper. So make sure you ask great questions, take notes, and then contact your references and see if they, 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 um, they match up. A few other questions. What's your childcare philosophy? What's your childcare philosophy? So we need to know who are we looking for before we even have a nanny come in the home? Are you strict? Do you like routines? Um, or do you just want someone to come in and, and keep an eye on the kids, but may mostly, you know, do food prep? You know, identify what it is that you're, what type of nanny you're looking for. Um, sometimes new moms prefer caregivers who have experience, who can help them and sort of be a, um, a resource. With second or third babies, you know, sometimes the most important thing, mom doesn't need any more sort <laughs> resources, but she just needs someone who can manage three things and multitask, right? Um, a couple other things that I think are really important, some red flags, um, you know, you want to ask about, obviously, what her, um, you know, the background and what types of activities would you do with my children? What would you do in a um, case of an emergency? Mm -hmm. um, some of the answers that I would not want to get, um, well, no, one of the things I, I, I look for is the nannies, the caregiver looking at your child during the interview. Is she, and if, if your child's not there, has she asked questions? Does she show interest? That's huge, right? A nanny who isn't interested in the child probably isn't interested in the job for the right <laughs> reasons. Um, I, I have been in interviews accompanying nannies where they haven't don't even look at the baby, and you know that's that's a big red flag. Um, someone who doesn't want a contract, you know, maybe. You do or you don't use a contract. That's not the 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 issue. But if someone is very very <clears throat> against a contract, I'd wonder why. Someone who is focused so much on salary and the hourly rate. <clears throat> That's important, of course. However, you know when we're in a professional interview, that's secondary. Right. Once, you know, we decide we're going to work together, then we can talk about that. Um, you know, sometimes then if a candidate has no questions, I don't know. I think that's that would be another one of my my little red flags. It's, and even I, when I prep nannies to go on interviews, I, I explain, ask questions, be curious. Right. Um, and then. Well, you know, what's, what's the vibe that mom gets or dad gets? What's, you know, trust your intuition. Um, our intuition is very accurate. And the more we can tune in on it, the better we can kind of read other people. And, you know, I, I've been in rooms where a mom will say to me, nope, you know, I, my she looked great, but my intuition just told me not to go with her. So trust that. But also, like, how does your candidate talk about other people? How does she talk about her past employer? How does she talk about the children? So, you know, getting that information is, is huge. You can learn so much. Great. I'm glad you covered all that because that was my next question. Actually, it was about red flags. And um, those are all really great and really important. I think, you know, our intuition, especially, you know, parents' intuition is, is 
just really kind of the bottom line. You know, if you feel like something's off, then something's probably off. So I'm really glad you mentioned that because that's a really important piece. And also the part about, you know, salary is second. And yes, of course it's important and they do want to know about it, but the other stuff should be more important is how do you run your home? What kind of things do you need help with? What kind of things do your kids like to do? Like some more interest in the job and how it would go and how, and what do I do if I'm sick? How did, how is, you know, how do we handle that? Like someone who wants to know, like, how does the job run and how does it work shows that they're actually interested in the intricacies and the ins and outs of the job and not just how am I going to make money to, as you said, get to California to be with my boyfriend and you know, I'm all for California. That's where I live. So I don't blame anyone for wanting to get here, but, um, but you know, but if you're living in Illinois and you want to work as a nanny, then you should be wanting to live in Illinois and work as a nanny. So I want to talk about broaching tough subjects with your caregiver. Also, some more tips on finding the right fit for your family and your children. And also, what about special circumstances? And especially when you have a child with special needs or special circumstance in your home. So we're going to get to those with Carol Kramer right after a word from our sponsors. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners. Ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look. And some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home threads, love where you live. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important, but did you know indoor air quality can be up to a hundred times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T. 
P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA 14 filter. That's GetPuroAir.com. Now that we're back, let's get into some more great tips for vetting and managing caregiver relationships with Carol Kramer. So uh, another question I have is, so if you have like a tough subject that you need to approach with your nanny or in the interview, either way, how, how do you recommend, what tips do you have for that? Whether it's about bringing a, like a boyfriend over or, you know, if you've had an issue with something, I mean, I'm sure you've had, all, I'm sure you have all kinds of stories that you can share. You can be like, yeah, we've run into this or that and here's how we handle it. But you know, there's a lot of sensitive issues it's because it's such an intimate relationship. They're coming into your home. Like they're your second caregiver for the most important people in your life. So, you know, you're kind of blending your life in some way with another person that you don't know all that well. So there's some, you know, some boundaries I'm sure that can be crossed and do get crossed. And how do we handle those? Yeah, yes. And great. Another great question and so important. Um, and you know, you, you, you talk, you touched upon, uh, this relationship. It's a very important relationship. And like with any relationship, um, in order to grow a relationship two people need to communicate and we coach parents and we also coach nannies. And one of the things that I always have on the top of my list is to establish communication right from the beginning. Um, and that could look like something very simple, like, you know, how was your day or, um, you know, just being curious. I look more towards the mom to set the tone um, or to set sort of the baseline. So in other words, I can give you an example. So it starts to make sense to you. Um, you, you mentioned the nanny bringing a boyfriend over. I'm trying to think what the scenario is. If the nanny asks the mom, can I bring my boyfriend over? But I'm going to say, let's say the nanny brought the boyfriend over or, and mom, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Right. Um, and didn't ask the mom and mom found out through a neighbor. And now this, everything else with this nanny has been amazing. No problems. Let's say it's been six months, but the neighbor calls and said, you know, I just want to let you know this car there and you know, blah, 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 blah. As a mom, she can think, well, should I bring it up or shouldn't I bring it up? Should I bring it up or shouldn't I bring it up? Because you want to have an amicable relationship, but the best thing to do is you bring it up. Obviously, you, know, you, you have to communicate. And if, I, as a mom, am the first one to um, mirror what it's like to communicate. Then my caregiver is going to feel more comfortable communicating with me about something. So, you know, maybe that wasn't the, the perfect example to use. Um, so um, the nanny arrives 20 minutes late, three days in a row. And now it's the fourth day and mom's like, oh, should I say something? Shouldn't I say something? You know what? It is the best thing is to communicate and say, gee, you know, Suze, I, I have to be at work at eight. And when you arrive 20 minutes late, it makes me late for work. Is there something we can do to help? So just to like nip it in the bud to address it, but it really shows communication. And then on the other end, the nanny, when she sees the mom communicating, the nanny's going to be much more able to communicate and not feel you know, nervous to bring something up. Um, we had a nanny call a few weeks ago who loved the family and the family loved her. It's all great. But the mom had every week added on more and more and more responsibilities, vacuum, window clean, like the list went on and on. And so the nanny said, I, I don't know what to do. Well, 
you know, going back, I said, geez, it would have been, here's a great lesson. When it first started, maybe saying something, but she let it go so long, right? And now she was afraid to say anything. But, you know, so she did it. She brought it up and, and she said, you know, it's, it's hard to watch the children and do this. I didn't do one and the other, but I probably won't always get, you know, all this work done. And, and mom was great. She just, they needed to communicate. Mom's expectations and the caregiver's expectations were different. And we just need to be aligned on the same page. So communication is, is huge. Um, and anytime we have and develop a good way of communication with someone, we can bring up things, you know, that, that, that are difficult. If we never bring anything up and a difficult situation arises, yeah, it's going to be awkward. Yeah, very good. And I think, you know, sometimes, cause I'm even thinking back when I had nannies, when I, you know, my kids were younger, it's sometimes I think one or the other, it's hard to think of it as like, a, I hate to say like a real job, but I don't think everybody always takes it so seriously as a, a real job. Like you be there on time and you fulfill your duties and you, you know, you're not on your phone and you're not, you know, you don't have a friend come over to your regular job if you were working in an office. <laughs> so really thinking about it in that context on both ends and you don't add a bunch of like, here's what your, your job description is, but now I'm going to keep adding on more job description <laughs> after you've already started working here. Like thinking of it more as, you know, this is a job that you're hired for and it's set out and it's stipulated in the beginning and here are the parameters and here's what's expected and kind of keeping it that way unless somebody wants to change something and then brings it up and talks about it and talks about maybe a raise if you're going to do more things. And so my next question is, um, so if, what are some skills that you feel like are really important for most or all maybe nannies to have when they're coming to work with children in your home? Like just some basic skills you think are going to cross the board to be a good foundation. Yeah. Well, the basic skills would, I, first foremost, would be the CPR and first aid um, that they have a current certificate that it's up to date and that they know how to handle emergencies. Um, that, that's important. Um, and you could look at the person's card, but also to sort of establish, does this person understand what to do in the case of emergency? The current landscape with this demand, sudden surge, uh, demand for nannies and nanny educators, we have found that not all nannies are able to care for all families. And it depends on the nanny's expertise and what the family's looking for. So I also look at the nanny's um, trainings, certificates, continuing education, um, you know, th those types of um, skills basic skills, um, but I also would mirror those skills with, okay, what are my child's ages and what are my expectations for this caregiver? And is she capable of, you know, delivering? Is she capable of, you know, doing homework with the child or reading with the child? Identify what you're looking for and, and make sure the nanny's capable of doing it. But all nannies that we work with have CPR, so they know how to handle emergencies. But we find that we have families that have a newborn and we have families who have toddlers or twins or an autistic child or a child with a food allergy. All of these families have different needs. And so not every caregiver is gonna fit that. And so what we're finding is that um, at Boston Baby Nurse, and I know there are other platforms as well, we've created online training for these nannies. And that has become over the last year, 
um, during this surge during COVID, we found that there's a lot more resources available for nannies. And so a parent who has an autistic child needs a caregiver who knows how to handle special needs. And so do they have that training? Um, it's very important. A child with a food allergy needs a caregiver who understands that. Um, so really making sure that you identify these those important things and making sure the person you choose is capable. <laughs> very, very important. And if not, no matter how good they are, it's not the right fit. We have the platform. There's lots of different platforms available um, online. And we have parents that also purchase for their caregivers. I mean, it's very, very reasonable, you know, less than $100, they purchase a class so that their nanny can become, understand how to care for a child with allergies. I have the same thing. I do have parents who purchase my classes for their nannies so that they have an understanding of child development and, you know, the ways to support child development and how they deal with, you know, tantrums and other types of things so that, um, so that they're on the same page as the parents so that, that is great. And when it comes to, you know, kids with special needs, like there are very specific skills and very specific knowledge that um, that is really necessary when you're working with, you know, like you said, children with autism or children with um, allergies or food allergies. We had my daughter has a friend who has some food allergies and we she's they're 11. So they she knows about her own allergies, but we didn't know as <laughs> <laughs> the mom of you know the the right. daughter's of the daughter's friend and she had some pizza at her house and she has a soy allergy and it happened to have soy in it and she asked her mom like is this okay and her mom's like yeah it's okay but it turned out to be just a little bit different and um and there was some soy in it and she had an, an, a reaction when she got home that night and mom was like oh, yeah. can you read the box to me and I'm like yeah sure and she's like oh yeah okay so that was a learning experience for us and for her mom to, I'm like, you know, just let me know. I'll read the box or I'll do whatever I need to do. But we didn't know. And she had a moderate to severe reaction at home that night. Wow. Wow. Um, so yeah, those are really important when you have yeah. a kid who really is, these, this is not just, you know, all in people's heads, like these allergies are real and they can cause some real reactions and it can be very dangerous. So Absolutely. it's very important to know how to read the labels and what they can't have. And, you know, don't bring anything over that and give it to the child that's got an allergy. If you, you know, if you haven't cleared it with mom ahead of time, et cetera, like that's a really important thing to know. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, to that point is not to settle, um, you know, just if, especially if you have a child with special needs or, or, you know, with allergies or a medical issue, or if you have twins or a newborn, it, as much as, you know, yes, we need to get our child care providers, but sometimes it's better to wait than to rush into something, especially when it comes to like, you know, we've talked about our kids. I love that. That is a really important point is not to settle because I know when yeah. you're a parent and you're just like, I've got to find someone because I need to be able to get the work or I need to be able to start taking care of this house and getting out and running some errands. And I'm, you know, I'm falling behind in work, but as soon as you hire the wrong person, it just creates so much more work for yourself. And, you know, like you said, when it comes to, you know, infants cannot advocate for themselves. So if someone's not taking care of them very well, they can't tell you. So you really need to make sure that this person is um, really going to do a great job with your infant. And it's one thing if you're working from home and you're kind of around and you can see, you know, again, still don't settle, but, um, but at least... You're, you can make sure if you're working from home, but if you're out and you're, you know, 
working at the office and someone's home with your baby or child that you don't know, just really doing that vetting is so important. Price of childcare is high. And so when, you know, people, caregivers are asking 25, 30, 35 an hour, um, sometimes what we can do is say, well, you know, I can give you the 25, I can't give you the 30, but you know, you're free to, if you need a cup of tea or if you want to make yourself, so making the caregiver feel like she's part of the family instead of a nanny who <laughs> is a worker who comes in and leaves, like let, you know, embrace her and let her be part of the family. And yes, there, she's an employee. We, we you know, I understand that and not, will always, you know, remain, there needs to be a, a respectful relationship both ways, but, you know, how we treat the nanny, how, you know, do we have to criticize because, you know, one little thing wasn't done, choose your um, battles wisely, because this is the person that is caring for your child. And your um, kids do get attached to this person. Yeah. Too. So if they do a good job, the kids get attached and they create a relationship. And so it is, it is an interesting, like we were talking about an intimate relationship. It's a little bit family, a little, you know, it is employee for sure, but it's also a little bit family because they're having a very intimate relationship, especially with your children. So, so having some of that warmth and that family feeling is important. And my rule was always, you know, I mean, I was like, eat what you want. Nobody ever took advantage of that, but you know, you're making something for the kids make some for yourself, like right. sit down and eat with the kids. You don't have to go eat out of a lunchbox, you know, in the corner <laughs> and yeah. make the kids a great meal. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. So. Yeah. 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 And most, you know, I think most people or caregivers wouldn't come in and eat all your food, but <laughs> you know, I guess just, it, it, it's just an example of how a little thing would make such a difference. Yes, it really does. Yeah. Well, these are great tips. Thank you so much. These, I think, are really helpful to parents. Um, can you just share whatever you would like about um, your resources, any social media that you have where people can find you and find those classes if they'd like to um, get some for their get some education for their nannies? Sure, sure. So uh, you can find lots of parenting tips and information on our website, bostonbabynurse.com. Um, our Instagram is Boston Baby Nurse and Nanny, and we're also on Facebook. Uh, we have we, two new moms that share great information. Um, it, it's I, I watch these and I see these all, every day, and I just get a kick out of it. So good information. We have you know free resources. You know we genuinely want to help. Um, we're happy to answer questions, um, anything like that. Um, you know we're here. This is our 15, almost fifteenth year. And, um, you know, we love what we do and we are you know, expanding down to the DC, um, New York, DC area. And, um, yeah, yeah. So love to keep in touch. And if anyone has questions, feel free to reach out. Great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Erin. Next week, we'll get back to some questions. And if you have a question you'd like answered, please send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week.